This is Pop Culture Period Piece Podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Julie. We are actors, costumers, movie, and book enthusiasts. But we have very different tastes. So every week we pick a pop culture period piece to talk about. Our thoughts about the movie and also anything the movie brings up. Like how the mummy is totally written through the female gaze and Santa Fe from Newsies is the ultimate I want song. Do you know what that is? Listen to us. So if you like movies with corsets, manners, and cottagecore aesthetics, give us a listen. Pop culture period piece has a new episode dropping every Thursday. Bye. Bye. With the other parents, feel free to talk about the stock market. Now, why would I do that? So you sound less sciencey and more cool. Cool. How many times have I told you I hate that word? Eddie, I need you to take out the trash. Cool. Grandma's coming to visit. Cool. The world's going to end at sunrise. Cool. There are so many other descriptive adjectives in the English language. Cool. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) oh mark curry how far you have fallen oh my gosh Hey, Val. Hey, Al. Welcome to D-Commentaries. Thank you. Welcome to you and welcome to all of our listeners. Today, we're talking about The Poof Point. Wow. And if you've never seen it or heard of it, it's because you've probably never seen it or heard of it. <laughs> and if you do see it, beware, you may poof out of existence. It's true. <laughs> Spoiler. Whoops. Um, <laughs> the Poof Point came out September 14th, 2001. So they're back on the monthly train. I don't know what happened mm-hmm. the summer of 2001. Uh, but actually. Yeah, because they took off like two or three months in 2001. Yes. Mm-hmm. And actually, it just occurred to me. This released three days after 9-11. Yeah. I think that has a, has a probably reason for why this movie um kind of got yeah kind of got forgotten i mean the movie's bad and it flopped for you know a good reason because it's not good right but um also i think it was just uh not great timing yeah wow that's wild i'm actually really surprised that they still released it then yeah like almost everything kind of just pushed back Mm -hmm. yeah i'm shocked i just Mm -hmm. realized that wow that's wild yeah well Well, on a happier note, I know moving um, on from that, (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, this movie was directed by Neil Israel, who we just saw directed Hounded, the other movie with Taj Maori, which we also did not like. Correct. Um, (laughs) He also just very briefly also review. He he mostly uh, wrote things. He wrote all of the Police Academy movies and two of the Adventures of Mary Kay and Ashley movies. That's almost all of his resume. Um, this was actually based on a book, which, again, doesn't super surprise me, given how we yeah, tend to feel. they're not good when they are based on books. Yeah. The book was written by Ellen Weiss and Mel Friedman. Um, and then this was actually adapted by Stu Krieger, which yeah, I was Yeah, I saw that. Shocked. Stu, shout out. Stu's been doing really good for us. And yeah. this is not so good for no, us, Stu. This one didn't work. I wonder how much he was constrained by the book. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that it was the source material that kind of put him in a corner. 
Um, but in case you have forgotten or this is your first episode, uh, Stu Krieger also uh, wrote Xenon and all the sequels, Smart House, Phantom of the Megaplex, True Confessions, Gotta Kick It Up, Going to the Mat, and Cowbells, all DCOMs. And then he also wrote Land Before Time, which I love to mention because it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, not a huge cast. Taj Maori played Edison Eddie Newton. He, as we just mentioned, was in Hounded. And otherwise, he was in Kim Possible or the voice of in, in Kim po- a voice in Kim Possible. Wow, I can't talk today. He was the star of Smart Guy prior to this movie. Uh, he had recurring roles on Full House and Baby. Well, he was actually one of the leads in Baby Daddy uh, more recently. Raquel Lee played his sister, Marie Curie Ballard. Um, She hasn't done a ton. Um, She was on the Amanda show way back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, She is also, I believe was one of the girls in the girls room. The girls room. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. And then she's also a voice on the proud family, both the original and the one that's coming out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of cool. And then um, she was on Real Husbands of Hollywood. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, those are basically her entire resume. Mark Curry played their dad, Norton Ballard. Um, you might recognize him if you watched Motocrossed. He was the guy who sort of was like the administrator of the Motocrossed competition. Um, but he's probably most well known as the lead of Hanging with Mr. Cooper. And he's like a famous comedian. Yes, he's a he's a stand up. Um, mm-hmm. That's his like primary. Yeah, thing. he's not in a whole lot of TV shows, but he's definitely like his IMDb is longer as self like comedian on like Conan or Leno or, you know, the Comedy Central. He was right. on like the Shack roast years ago, <laughs> like things like that. Yeah, for sure. Dawn Lewis played his wife and their mom, Marigold Ballard. She has a pretty big resume. She was on A Different World. She was also in Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Um, More recently, she was in the movie Dream Girls, and she was on or is on. I'm not sure if iZombie is still on, but she was in it. She also had a recurring role in Veronica Mars. Um, She's also a voice actor, pretty prolific on that front as well. Um, Some notables are Spider-Man, the animated series, the video game World of Warcraft, uh, the show Futurama, Doc McStuffins, and she's been on, uh, you know, many episodes of The Simpsons as various different characters. Val, I looked her up because I was curious and um, I had seen that she was on an episode of Grey's Anatomy. So I clicked on the episode to see what episode it was to see if I could figure out who it was. Um, Cause you can remember like all of these famous people have been on Grey's Anatomy at this point. And she was on the episode I had just watched. What? Like it was literally their last episode and I had watched it like the day before. Cause oh I'm a little God. behind and it was so funny. I was wow. like, who was she? Oh my, she was great. So funny. That's, that's amazing. I'm yeah. glad she's still working. Yeah, me too. She's a really great character actor. Yeah. I didn't like her in this, but she's great. <laughs> no, but she was probably the person I liked the most out of the four of them. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'm team Taj. Fair. Um, okay. Then we have um, the neighbors. Uh, Jan Felt played Corky, the wife. So this, I should say, before I go through these three, this movie was filmed in Utah. 
And I realized that because a lot of the secondary actors had been in either or both Everwood or a million different Book of Mormon videos. Mm. (laughs) And I was like, they filmed Luck of the Irish in Utah. I bet you anything they also filmed this in Utah. And sure enough, I was right. So Mm -hmm. the three uh, neighbor people are all local to Utah. They were hired there. So Jan felt um, mostly has just been in Book of Mormon videos. The girl who played Lizzie, her daughter, was in a few Everwood uh, episodes, but pretty much has not done anything else. And her husband, Chick, uh, played by Bruce Newbold, also has basically exclusively been in Book of Mormon videos. Nice. Yeah. Um, And then a shout out to Alicia Rulin again, who played Annie. And she was recognizable, right? You recognized her? Finally, this time, and we yeah. didn't mention it. And you said that she was in High School Musical, and I was like, "Oh, she's in this. She's literally Kelsey in High School Musical. She is one of the like secondary characters in High School Musical." And I'm so mad that I didn't know this when she was in Hounded, but I know this now because she is way more recognizable in this one. Yeah. Also, had no idea that her name was Alessa in real life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's Kelsey in all the high school musicals. Yeah. Well, she plays Annie in this. She's the, she's one of the friends and she does have a speaking role this time. So mm-hmm. she's a little bit more noticeable. able to be seen. And yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So she was in Hounded. She was in all three high school musicals. More recently, she was in Greek and she is now on NCIS LA. Nice. Good for her. Yeah. She's doing great. Crushing it. Um, okay. Synopsis. Two inventors enlist the help of their children after a bad experiment makes them younger and younger. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's not like they sought them out exactly, but yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay, Al, first impressions. First impressions was my second note is I'm going to hate this. <laughs> and you know what, everybody? I was right about myself. (laughs) Um, I liked this better than Hounded, but not by much. I'm going to give this movie a four. Mm -hmm. Uh, Four out of ten. You'd write this down so you remember to put it in my little chart. (laughs) Um, I I just thought um, while I was watching it, why did we make this? (laughs) No one asked for this um fell <laughs> what were your first impressions um well the very first thing that i wrote was oh no narration to the camera <laughs> so i knew you were gonna hate it my first impression of this movie i knew it was based on a book so i had a inkling that it might be kind of like Stepsister from Planet Weird and um, some of the other ones that we've watched that have been kind of can of worms. Yeah. Can of worms. Yeah. The ones that are like really over the top have some kind of science or sci fi element to them. Mm -hmm. And it definitely felt very akin to those in like its style and energy um, and stuff like that. I also felt and I don't know if this was a directing issue or if this was a a choice but I thought across the board, the acting was so over the top. It was intolerable. Like mm-hmm. every line was like, nah, 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 nah. like it was this <laughs> crazy, like, <laughs> wait, do that like, one more time. <laughs> no, I, I don't know if I do, could it, do again. it again. 
it's like it's like their whole face like had to like move you know like it was just it was crazy it was too much and i thought that it it did towards the end settle in a little bit more and like found some sort of like message and and the characters connected a little bit better to each other towards the end so there was some like it was a little bit more redeemable than some of the other ones that we've watched that were sort of similar to this in my opinion Mm -hmm. but it was it was tough to watch especially the first like i would say two-thirds of the movie were were tough to watch yeah and something we'll must we'll mention and talk about during spoiler city when we go through the actual synopsis but this movie the narration at the or like the very end you see at the very beginning. So yeah. it's narrated and we already know what's going to happen. Right. So the first two thirds of the movie, you already know the outcome. Yep. And you're like, can we get there already? Yeah. And it, it just and that's kind of why I've said it was like, why did we make this movie? Yeah. At no, all. Because we are right. within the first four minutes. We already know what happens. Yep, they showed ever they showed all their cards at the beginning, and then still felt the need to explain everything in Every. extensive detail. Like there was the the narration was literally unnecessary. Like it was, it you know I know we talk about how like narration maybe never is necessary, but like in this case, it Absolutely was clear. It was very clear what was happening. We did not. There was enough exposition in the dialogue itself. We did not need. To cut right. to Taj Maori telling us to our face what was happening. Right, because then we would see it and then he immediately he would be like, would would do yeah. a synopsis about what we just saw. And right. it's like, yeah, no, you just saw it. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh did you have any favorite quotes or moments? Yeah. Um, few favorite quotes. I wrote science is rarely pretty. Mm. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, who's Lil Bow Wow? I'll do that line. <laughs> Why do girls go to the bathroom together? It's like a girl's Noah's Ark. <laughs> that, that one too. <laughs> so funny. Um, <laughs> and I'll start doing my foam thing. <laughs> like the, like bully girl said that. Yeah. Like, what? And then, um, I, Tosh says in the context of uh, some, some something being fat as P-H-A-T. Right. And the dad goes, I'm not fat. I'm big boned. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was funny. That was funny. Uh, yeah. My favorite moment of the movie was um, at one point I tried to see if you can speed up watching a movie on Disney Plus so I could watch it at a faster rate. <laughs> Like and people maybe plus listen. does yeah does not do that. Um, but you know what? If you're if you think we talk too slow, Spotify does give you that option to listen to us a little bit faster. As but then I'm going to start talking like this, and then it's going to be really fast, and then it's going to really confuse you, and it's going to be really crazy. <laughs> true, that's true. Well, those were great. Thanks, Val. What were your favorite quotes and moments? If you had it, um, I had a couple, mostly towards the latter half of the movie. Um, okay. At one point, someone says, our political hero, Ronald Reagan. Oh, like, yeah. What? Ron Ron. Didn't they call him Ron Ron? Ron? Yeah. And then, uh, Nordykins, you are so slamboyant. 
You're saying silly Billy Gates, who I tutored in calculus, invented this? <laughs> silly Billy. Norton, we're going to raise teenagers who actually want to see their parents live. <laughs> uh, and then there was a moment where Norton says, up, up and away, which I thought was a cool shout out to the only other decom that we've seen so far that had a black family. I'm sure yeah. that was by design. Like that he said that, not that mm -hmm. it was the only other movie with the black family. And then at one point someone says, am I losing my mind or was he just flirting with you? Both. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. I, I don't know if I had a favorite moment. I guess if I had to pick one, it would probably there's a moment where the again, I don't really think this is a spoiler. Like we find out in the first two minutes what's going to happen. So like yeah. there's a point where the parents are in their minds, 14 years old, and they kind of separate like the mom goes with the daughter and the dad goes with the son and the mom and the daughter have like a nice interaction, the two of them, you know, where they connect. And mm -hmm. I think another theme in this movie was kind of this idea that like parents forget what it's like to be kids and kids mm -hmm. like have a hard time thinking of their parents as having gone through the same things that they did. And this mm -hmm. is obviously a way to sort of show both of those things. Um, so, you know, they, they took opportunities to do that and it wasn't all clunky. Some of it was okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Anything else you want to talk about before we go to spoiler city? I don't think so. I think we're all set. The only other thing that I saw was um, when the credits were popping up in the beginning, I saw the name produced by Andy Cohen and I was like, what? Wait. And I went to look and it's a different Andy Cohen, but this okay. Andy Cohen probably works with um, the director a lot because he produced Billboard Dad and it takes two the um oh. mary kate ashley movies yeah okay mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah very cool yeah all right well welcome to spoiler city our tops are being laser removaled <laughs> off by the science lasers our tops are <laughs> floating in space they have poofed off <laughs> Um, okay, great. I'm going to spoil the movie for you by telling you what the synopsis is so you don't have to watch it. This is me telling you not to watch this movie. Do not watch this movie. Do not watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Lights up on an narrator. It's, it's Taj Maori, baby. And he does a little narration of, do you, do you ever think about living with your parents while they were young well huh, me and my sister had to and this is them today like right now and then we cut to their parents as toddlers being like i want my bottle <laughs> and like it is horrifying <laughs> and then he's like well here's the story of how that happened so we know at this point the parents will turn into themselves mentally when they were younger at some point throughout this movie. Mm -hmm. Then we got to today or yesterday. Parents are scientists. Their house is like Xenon on earth. Um, really cool microwaves and fridges. And they have a lab downstairs and they're just super sciencey. They're the biggest nerds you'll ever meet. They named their children Edison and Marie Curie. 
Um, so they're just super sciencey. Then we find out that Edison skipped a grade. So Edison is uh, Eddie top Taj and then his sister Marie Eddie skipped a grade and is the same age as his sister Marie. They are both graduating today. Graduation is at three o'clock. Um, from middle school, middle school. Yeah. From eighth grade. And we see so much science, like their chairs have science, their microwaves have science. I mean, go to the museum of science and industry and just times that by 800 and then you'll get what they're living in. And then of course the day of graduation, because why not? They are testing time travel today. So mom and dad are testing their time travel machine where they're going to travel back in time, um, but make it back in time for the graduation. And they said, we'll give a, we'll get a break. We'll, you know, go on a little time travel vacation. Um, and then we kind of see this moment of, of the kids and the parents, they have like a hard time relating with one another because the parents are so hyper-focused on their science and their lab. Um, then they go downstairs to kind of start up the time machine. And the dog is very important to this story. Whoever writes for Taj Mowry loves dogs and I don't get it. <laughs> the dog is downstairs and then there's a cockroach that follows down, you know, the, on the floor is the word I was looking for. Yep. <laughs> on, the, and, on the surface uh, that we walk on. The surface that we walk on, the floor. And they're typing in all these things and the dog follows the cockroach um, to, and the cockroach goes under all of the machines. So the dog is like pawing at the cockroach um, under the thing and it knocks kind of all of the machines around and it knocks open the machine that is holding this like basically ice like metal ice cream cone is what it looks like cone with like an ice cream on it and that pops out of the machine the dog grabs it and runs away and also dad hates the dog so he's like go go why are you down here go move shoo so the dog grabs the ice cream cone and runs to underneath the stairs where all of its stuffed toys are now we find out that it the machine can't function without this ice cream cone which is called a demodulator I wrote it down. A vector modulator. <laughs> okay. Vector. Like vector from Despicable Me. I'm vector. <laughs> so then with the de the vector demodulator not being in the machine, the machine can't function properly, but they don't know that it fell out or that it, you know, got ruined, that, that that dog took it. So they think everything is fine. So they go through with the clicking of the time machine, blah, blah, blah. So what they are sending back in time as a test are two goldfish. So the goldfish essentially should disappear. So they beep, beep, boop, bop, beep, beep, bop, bop, Oh, and it doesn't work. Um, and they're like, mm, the goldfish are still here, but we have to get to graduation. So let's just leave it. And they go upstairs and we hear the robot computer voice, kind of like if you've ever seen SpongeBob, Plankton's girlfriend, very like that kind of moment where the computer talks and it's like, um, time machine didn't work. <laughs> Instead, de-aging process activated. And so we see basically Val's laughing laughing because that's absolutely what happened. <laughs> exactly what happened. Which makes it even more ridiculous that they felt the need for a narrator. Like literally right. the computer like, telling us all the time. Yes, the computer is literally telling us everything anyway. So it's a de-aging thing. So instead of them traveling back in time, they're like de-aging super fast where they will almost hit, Val say it with me, 
the poof. Oh, we're gonna sing it. Okay. The poof point. Where you, if you reach the poof point, you basically disappear. It's as if you never existed. And so we see these fish are aged, de-aged to two months. And it's like poof point coming in 10 minutes or something. I would have preferred, I know that this is a budget issue for this movie, but like I would have preferred if they actually de-aged and not just like mentally de-aged because that didn't make any sense. Yeah, absolutely. So um, these fish aged two months and then they weren't sent back to the year of 1987. So they're like, what, what happened? So they go to graduation in the car on the way there. They tell their parents to be normal parents. Um, that's where we hear our cold open. And they're like, we we are knowledgeable. And they're not. <laughs> and then we see that um, them sitting at graduation. Um, oh, we also have <laughs> a funny moment of Marie the daughter showing Polaroid pictures of what her friends look like because her parents never remember what her friends look like. I really was to like, this. but but this Polaroid picture is my bully, so don't talk to this one. Kind yep. of funny. So then they're in the in the audience for graduation, not paying attention to both of them graduating. They're kind of like on their computers, not paying attention. And then we cut back to the lab where we see the poof point is approaching and the de-aging happens. And then the two goldfish completely disappear. So those two goldfish never existed. And then we get back to school. The parents are talking and they're trying to be normal parents, but then the across the street neighbors think they're super weird. And then they try to relate and it doesn't work. And then the mom smells the neighbor's shirt to figure out that it's polyester. Um, Dad has a weird interaction with the principal where he sets the principal on fire with one of his science projects. And so they're all like super embarrassed. And then they kind of have a conversation when they get home where it's where the kids kind of have like a nice moment of like, it would be nice to have mom and dad at home and not teachers because you treat us like we're your students. So that's kind of where they start to realize like, oh, okay, maybe we're not the most interactive of parents. So they go downstairs and they're like, let's do a new test. So they're setting everything up, keeping in mind that this uh, vector demodulator is not in this machine still. They don't even realize that it's gone. And mom's standing too close to the machine when they turn it on. And he can, uh, dad can see that it's like about to suck her up into it. So he runs after her as any good husband would do. Mm -hmm. And then it happens to the both of them. So what happened to the goldfish is basically going to happen to them now. So they get sucked in the machine and they are de-aged to 21 years old. We, how do we know this? Because Plankton's girlfriend told us. And then the kids run downstairs because they heard a huge explosion. Um, Keeping in mind a side plot is that the neighborhood hates them because they explode a lot of things and they're destroying the neighborhood. Neighborhood. And the whole reason that they have this lab in the basement is because um, they're smart enough that like the government gave them approval to have a lab in the basement. So then the kids run down and they're like, what's going on? What's going on? And the parents are acting really weird and they don't they know each other because they started dating six months before they turned 21. But they don't know who their kids are and they think that they're yanking their chain. Um, they don't know their own kids. They are still infatuated with science. Um, they look in the mirror and they see themselves as younger, but they aren't actually younger in real life. Kind of to Val's point, it would have been really nice if they had just had younger actors, younger actors. But uh, and maybe the only reason they didn't is because of like a 17 again moment where like we've 
had that movie or that thing where it's like we've had that trope. I don't know. Um, I'm guessing they just we just didn't want to pay different actors. <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Then um, mom and dad figure out the like answer to why they're de-aging. And also there's just so much in here I'm skipping over because it's really not important. Yeah, there's a lot of science speak that like is a lot of science speak and necessary. a lot of just like kind of I think with Hounded, it, it's the same thing happens over and over. Mm-hmm. They like try to science. It doesn't work. They do something else. So I'm just kind of skipping over stuff. Sure. Um, mom and dad figure it out and they tell the kids. But as they're about to tell them like the last step to figure it out, they de-age again. Oh, I also forgot to mention that um they are de-aging at the same rate as um the goldfish but since they're a different species they have like a day and a half to de-age instead of the goldfish had like 20 minutes to de-age so they have until 601 p.m the next day so they de-age again and now they're 14 years old so now they're all basically mentally the same age um, we figure out that dad can play guitar and Taj is like, whoa, I didn't know you could play guitar. And he's like, yeah, dude, I shred all the time. And then, um, kind of Marie goes off with mom, Taj goes off with dad and they have these really nice bonding moments, but also the siblings kind of get a taste of what it's like to be the parents. So this is the first time where they're actually having to like, not like ground them or anything, but just be a little bit more of the adult in the situation. And then Taj has an audition today at three o'clock to be a guitarist in the slug band. Um, (laughs) The urban slugs. Yep. And so that's, you know, there's another like time consideration there. Um, The girls bond in the bathroom. What Val was mentioning earlier, there was this really nice mother daughter moment and they were talking. So at this point, mom and dad at 14 years old knew each other from school, but were like kind of like, enemies to lovers they were both really smart they were both like science mathlete competitive with each other yeah and so but they started to like each other at this age so they kind of talked about having crushes things like that i literally wrote blah 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 (laughs) (laughs) um then uh, Taj and Marie have a chat and say, oh, this is nice. And then mom and dad escape. And so um, they, you know, are they can't find them. So Marie runs across the street to the mean neighbor who is so rude. Mm-hmm. And this is like one of the weirdest interactions for me because she's like, your parents are going to, we, we're starting a, visit, a petition in the neighborhood to get your parents kicked out of the neighborhood. And if they don't come over, you know, and stop doing all these things and we're going to kick out your family. And I'm like, why would you tell the 14 year old daughter this? You're weird. And so then we see them lost at the park and they're like, this is where my house used to be or this is where this used to be. And they're like going around the house or around the park, um, which is very, very heavily acted with actors. <laughs> um, it's funny. Um, and then we see their names carved into a tree, which was super cute. Ma, dad like bikes away. Mom goes to the diner and Marie's friend talks to her, which is actually, we saw a picture. It's her bully, Chloe. So um, Marie kind of spills the beans about herself. And Chloe thinks she's talking about Marie because they share a name, Marigold Marie. Um, and Marigold is talking about liking Norton. And uh, Mar- Chloe thinks she's talking about Marie talking about this guy, Nick. I thought his name was Colin. Colin. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) and 
then we see the neighbors are filing a complaint to get them kicked out of the neighborhood because they're destroying their houses. Um, they all come back. They all find each other. They're all back at the house. They make up and they're, they, you know, they're still smart at 14 years old. They're very smart mm-hmm. freshmen in high school. So they start to science. They hit enter. It freaks out and then it resets. So none of this science makes sense of like why this happened, but it literally did work because they went back in time by like three and a half minutes. And then Taj and Marie are like, you just did this. What is happening? So that was well, he weird. had to hit the undo button. Yeah. The like undo. they like went out of existence. And then Taj was like, or Marie was like, what do, what do we do? What do we do? Taj was like, I don't know. When I do my homework and I mess up, I just hit undo. And so he just hit the undo button and they like reappeared. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So very stupid. Um, And then the audition is about to happen. um, The three o'clock guitar audition. And at the same time, though, Marigold, the mom, had spilled the beans that the parents weren't home at their house. So Chloe set up a party. So at the the 3 p.m. same audition, Chloe invited like the entire school over. And so they this entire party of 150 people shows up at their house to have a party. Um, something blows up downstairs. They go down there to figure out what it was. Marie's friends go down to find her and say, someone has a crush on you. It's Nick Condor. I don't know. Um, and they're having like an actual concert in the backyard, which was very freaky Friday wedding esque, mm. um, like been a freaky Friday, um, or like top of the roof, 10 things I hate about you. Yeah. Um, yeah, like that, it, it, that style of music was even the same yeah. as mm-hmm. the top of the roof and 10 things. I yeah. Hate very you. similar to that. Um, then the neighbors come over and complain and they say, yeah, you know, or they don't come over. Um, the neighbors complain and they're like, thank God. Thank goodness our daughter is a good daughter and she'd never go to a party. And then we literally see her sneak out of the house. And then her Lizzie is the girl's name and her and Marie connect. And she's like, my parents would never let me do anything fun. And your mom seems so cool. And then the kids, the mom and dad, they figure out that there's a part missing from the machine. And they tell Marie and then they miss the last step. I don't know what any of that means. We're going to keep moving on. (laughs) Well, because they turn back time again or they like get oh again. yeah like every um, time it's the same thing they almost get figured out and then they yeah. age again so yeah. they turn seven so exactly that the parents now acting like seven years old except there's a like this is so stupid to be nitpicky about but they were acting like they were four like oh yeah they weren't seven they were seven four. year olds are mean no what this yeah it's like i don't know any seven year seven year olds can can form sentences seven-year-olds so. go to overnight summer camp for eight weeks yeah they are okay. fully okay, capable Val. little people okay <laughs> camp fell camp fell fell camp fell camp um so now they're seven years old they bring a hose in the house um sec- some technology thingy is running amok they like created a, a flubber but it like was a his like flubber. science fair project from when he was an actual kid like the yeah dad. so his like glass flubber was like flying around the house and um it attacks this white kid that had dreads not even dreads like weird cornrow kind of like looking things braids yeah but like dread box it, and, very inappropriate and he was like a stoner kid kind of yeah like, he was like just Ugh. like com- could have had him just have like hair it was such a weird choice I don't yeah, know, whatever. Just, I don't know. Really inappropriate. 
and then um, it attacks the. I wrote attacks the dread man, and then he destroys it. Taj like beats it down. Then Lizzie's parents, the evil people across the street who signed the petition, bring over officers to the party and say, "Shut it down! We're kicking you out of the neighborhood tonight." And then Lizzie stands up to her parents and say, "Y'all are pieces of garbage." And you need to stop it. So then the parents as seven-year-olds fight, but they're all looking for the missing piece. And so they like know what they're missing. And they're like searching around the whole house, looking, looking, looking. And I was like, why do they have so much stuff in their house? Like he pulls up up the couch and there's just like tons of stuff under the couch. And I was like, whose couch looks like that? No one's. (laughs) Then the dog has been carrying it around the house because Taj at one point like looked in the same spot, but it's like carrying it around his little toy and moving all around the house and goes back to its little spot after Taj had already looked there. Then we hear there's 15 minutes to the poof point. There's a big crash and then the parents are toddlers now. So this is where we get the like, and like I, I just really hated it. Um, And then I wrote, why did we have to have a narrator if we saw the end at the beginning? Great question. (laughs) And um, and then Marie and Eddie actually started to think like a scientist. um, And they realized the weight of the machine was was based on the goldfish and not their parents. So they had to change up some math. Um, the dad as a two-year-old throughout this entire movie, dad hates the dog. And it's, we finally find out that it's because a dog ate his thesis paper. And as a two-year-old, he has no qualms with dogs. So he goes over to the dog and starts to pet it. So the dog finally is like, Oh, I actually like you now, even though you've hated me this entire time I was alive. And why did we get a dog? If you hate dogs, I don't know. But the dog gives the ice cream cone back and the dad thinks it's a ball because he's two years old. So he throws it to play catch and then Taj and the dog jump. The dog gets it and they put it back. This scene made absolutely no sense. Like this yeah. moment, like mm-hmm. Taj jumps to catch it and then is nowhere near it. Yeah. And the dog catches it. Instead. Yeah. It's like, why did he even jump for it? Stupid. <sighs> then there's three minutes till poof point And dad is like doing this weird dance and they're like, Norton, do you have to go potty? And they're like, we have three seconds until you don't exist. But like, okay. So they take him to go to the bathroom. And one of my other favorite parts of the movie is right now, once he's done with the bathroom, he's back. And she's like saying the code out loud where she's like three, seven, X, Y. And she's like typing all over the keyboard is so stupid. So funny. (laughs) Um, and then they like hit enter and then it hit poof point, but she hit enter before the poof point happened and they're saved. And the weirdest thing about all of this is the parents kind of remember going through it. So they kind of remember being 14 years old and they kind of remember having to search around the house and having to pee right before. Um, they're happy to be back and they were like, man, it feels like we were kids just yesterday. And Taj goes, try this morning. Um, and now they're a family and now they, they, they do fun family things and they're taking trips and, oh, you think it's a vacation, but it's not. They went to 1975 and Taj got to play the guitar with Bob Marley and then he walks away as the narrator and that's the movie. Don't watch it. (laughs) Also, there's this whole storyline of him being a musician. And first of all, he only owns a guitar, right? And he's Mm -hmm. constantly quote unquote playing this guitar with even though he's his fingers never move yeah. on the neck of the guitar. He literally just like 
<laughs> that's me playing. That's like if I was holding a guitar right now, I'd be like. <laughs> right. And then he's, for some reason, auditioning to be the bassist in this band, even though he's With never his once. electric guitar. Yeah, he's never once played a bass in this entire movie. And uh, the dad is also just as bad at pantomiming that he's playing the guitar. And then at the end, he they've gone to see Bob Marley and he's wearing like a fake like one of those hats that has the dreadlocks like in it. And his last line in the entire movie is peace, man. And then he just walks away. And I was so like, stupid. What the hell is this movie? Uh, so, yeah. Like, it was funny because they showed a bunch of stuff they didn't need to show. And right. then they skipped ahead on things or talked about things that would have actually been interesting to see. Right. You know, like, this wasn't the only time that that happened. I remember I wrote it down at least one other time where, like, I was like, why, why would they skip over this? Why wouldn't and then we just show go us- back and see them playing with Bob Marley? Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like it, yeah. it was, it's gotta be a budget issue, but like it mm-hmm. made the movie worse because like they kept having to like talk about things that were way more interesting than the right. things that they were actually showing on screen. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Also <laughs> someone brought cases of root beer to the party. Yeah. I love these various middle school parties that happen in some of these movies. They're so funny. (laughs) Um, All right. Shall we uh, play some bingo? Yes. We're going to play some poof point bingo, where if we get bingo, we get to not poof out of existence. (laughs) I just thought about if you take the if you take the first letters of the movies, it's PP. (laughs) We're going to play some PP bingo. (laughs) Now you have to make this explicit. (laughs) Really? That's why? (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm just kidding. Don't. It's for the children. Children can listen to this one. Yep. Um, Okay. I think you've gone first a lot, so I'm going to go first. I have. Great. Uh, One hit wonder song. So I tried so hard to figure out if the song that the band plays, which I actually enjoyed as a song, uh, was a real song or if they were a real band or if it was a different band, like like the band was real, but they were named something different. And I tried searching i tried doing shazam and i just couldn't like could not figure it out yeah yeah so as far as i'm aware they that is a one-hit wonder song i'd say so heck yeah breaking the fourth (laughs) 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 i like inhaled it got so dry (laughs) okay here we go breaking the fourth wall or looking into the camera Okay, Val's probably not going to include in the edit, but I just coughed and it was really funny. And that's why he's like, okay, Val, yes, there was a narrator. So they broke in the fourth wall and looked into the camera directly. Like instantly looked into the camera. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did I look really funny while doing it? It looked like you like were pantomiming that you like inhaled a bug. (laughs) You were just like, oh. (laughs) 
What if I did a hell bug and it was like, ah, I have done that. Like I have. Yeah, you you camped. Of course you eat bugs. Bug camp. Isn't that what it was called? Bug Bug juice. Bug juice. Bug camp. Bug juice doesn't come in a jar. Bug juice comes from who you are. You can become. Um, Okay. Holiday themed. Nope. Unless you count the poof point. (laughs) It's like an unbirthday. Moving forward, they just celebrate the poof point. Yeah. Celebrate good times. Poof point. Clunky metaphor. (laughs) Is there a clunky metaphor in this one, Belle? Well, I think it's it's like a, your parents are people, too. And yeah. your kids are people, too. So, I mean, the 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 de-aging is sort of like a metaphor for like parents needing to get perspective on their kids experience, to like, better like remember. Them, yeah. yeah. And vice versa. Um, there's also definitely some messaging around like redlining. Yeah. You know, and, and I actually like really appreciate it. And I. I don't know how exactly intentional this was like for this particular issue, but like the way Lizzie kind of stands up and says how messed up it is that her parents are like evicting this family Mm -hmm. uh, felt very much the, like how we talk a lot now about like how white people need to be the people who deconstruct racist systems and like stand up for uh, people who can't stand up for themselves or, or you know, have been doing so alone forever. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's a really like that's a very like I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it felt very like modern in the way yeah. that it was handled. So it was interesting. Yeah. I also something about Lizzie that was funny is that in the beginning of the movie, her and her parents are wearing the same thing. <laughs> They're all wearing blue shirts with khaki pants. Yep. And then at one other time, they're also wearing the same color. And then when she rebels against them, she is like for the first time wearing a different color than them. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. There's Good a metaphor job, right there. Department. <laughs> okay. Parents who just don't get it. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. It's ain't all the parents in this movie. Yep. But definitely the whole point of this is that Norton and Marigold don't really pay any attention to their kids. So, of course, they don't get them. Yeah. Cool non-parent adult. No. I was gonna we always mark that one and not this time. No, there's no yeah. one. No one. Someone too famous for a TV movie. I think we counted Taj last time, right? Taj and I think Mark Curry at this time. Yeah. Like his big time was like the like eighties and nineties. And yeah. I think this would be like I think yeah. so was um the woman who played Marigold. Like she was on Yeah, she was big then too. Yeah. Uh what was that show called again? A different world. Oh, uh, yeah. In like the mm-hmm. late 80s. And that was like a pretty popular show. Yeah. Competition to resolve central problem. Nope. Nope. A montage sequence. A few. Nope. Too many. <laughs> one, and more than one is too many montages. I agree. Thank you. Cliche villains. The neighbors? I guess, yeah. It's kind of like a side plot, though. Yeah, but, I mean, that is a cliche. Yeah. You kids, get off my lawn! (laughs) Uh, Clothes or items that you owned? I... I, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I... you go ahead. No, 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 I was just going to say, I, like, almost forgot to even look for this. Oh, that's fun. 
Um, I, <laughs> I remembered. So, um, <laughs> no, only because, um, I used to have a guitar as a kid, never learned oh. to play it, just sat in my room. Nice. So, well, it still counts. Still I counts. think like whenever the girl in the movie is very girly, I like stop looking for this mm-hmm. because I was not girly. So I didn't yeah. have any of the same clothes or anything. Mm-hmm. Rotten tomatoes, 40 to 60. Val? What's your guess? 36. I want you to think of a number. What'd you say? 36. Okay, well, I can't say what I was going to say. Oh. 28. <gasps> wow. Is that lowest one? That is at hands down the lowest one. Hands down the lowest one. That, yeah. okay. <sighs> I that- wanted, I was going to tell you, think of a number and say lower. <laughs> <laughs> happily ever after yes i'd say so almost kissing no yeah uh someone who became famous yes alessia rubin or whatever her name is yes kelsey and for those of you who don't know who kelsey is by just me just saying her name she's the one who's the composer of the musicals in high school musical so she plays oh. the piano. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's been so long since I've seen High School I'm Musical. so excited. And I've been, like, holding off this. on rewatching it because I right, want to yeah, wait. Right, because we're going to have to watch it in three years. <sighs> in three years. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get um, there one day, everyone. We will, we will. But, yes, she definitely became famous. Yeah. <laughs> Betraying of one's real friends or values. No. No. Your childhood crush. Yes. Taj I had Marley. a little crush on a little Taj. Yeah, for sure. I watched him in Smart Guy. I thought he was a real cute, cute Oh my God, guy. he's so cute. Obviously, bad special effects or stunts. Yes. Moving oh. on. <laughs> um, the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our DCOM stars, Eric Von Detten, Kirsten Storms, Ryan Merriman, Kimberly J. Brown, or any Lawrence brother. Nope. 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 Mm-mm, not today. Musical number. Yes. Yes. Yes, oh, yes, the only yes. redeeming factor about this movie. And it was a legitimately good song. Yeah, it was cute. Mm-hmm. Magic. Science magic. Science magic. Science is the real magic by our merchandise. <laughs> Someone says the title of the movie. You bet your sweet butt they do. 800 times. 800 times. Scooby-Dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Not because only do- their parents... Or toddlers. Yep. Not only did the real kids solve it, but also the parent kids solved it. Mm, parent kids. Um, the heroes create the problem. I don't Who know. Who are we considering I, the heroes? Yeah, I don't know if I actually would count this because it's it's not uh, Taj or Marie right. that create the problem. It's right. the parents. Right. Yeah. Cool. Nope. nope. Uh, lead is a fish out of water. Um, yes. When the parents are kids, they yeah. don't know what they are a lead. On. But from our last box, they're not the heroes. Correct. So that's why. Correct. Um, yeah. Nice. OK, Val. We poofed. We poofed. <laughs> we we poof pointed two bingos. Woo! Two bingos. Two bingos. What did uh, we poof? 
We poofed the last, <laughs> like the O line, parents who just don't get it, cliche villains, someone who became, became famous, musical number, lead as a fish out of water, which is mm. why it's always good to have a musical number because we got a bingo because of it. Um, and then diagonal all the way down the like B line and then di- uh, like go all the way down to the magic and then cross up. Oh, okay. We've been getting that one more often. Yeah. So we have magic, your childhood crush, happily ever after a montage sequence and parents who just don't get it. Nice. Yeah, we poofed two points. (laughs) We poofed the points. Okay, welcome to the pee-pee game, poop point game. (laughs) Val, um, in this game, this one's more of a little chit-chat that we're going to do. I want you to write down. This is how we play this game. Okay. I want you to write down. You can do it on your phone. Okay. I want you to write down three things that you wish you could poof point. What do you mean? Like... Three things that you wish you could get rid of that would like de-age and oh. exist. Okay. They can be objects. It can or... be anything. Anything you want to get rid of. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I feel like mine are going to be more existential and yours are going to be like actual things. Yes. That's how we function. <laughs> All right, now, what's your first thing you wish you could poof point? Get rid of. My insecurities. Okay. That's a big one. Em- <laughs> That is one big poof point. Yeah, but if uh, it poofed, I would be at a better point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my first one is uncomfortable shoes. Oh, like, yeah. Why that's aren't a good all one. shoes comfortable? Great question. And I say this because I'm wearing uncomfortable shoes today, but they're so cute, so I wear them anyway. <laughs> okay, what, Val, what's your second one? Everyone who thinks they have to prove their strength or value by holding other people down. Like, you know, basically all the insecure men in the world. <laughs> okay. So we want to get rid of some men's women. insecurities. <laughs> well, I almost Insecur- just wrote get that. Rid of men's insecurities. I almost just wrote that. But then I was like, but then would men just turn into monsters because they wouldn't have any insecurities? <laughs> no, that's a good point. So then I changed the way I thought phrased it. Okay. <laughs> my second one to no surprise covid yep i almost put covid as well yeah val what's your third one uh continuing on the theme uh i would poof my chronic bronchitis yeah that's a good one if covid well regardless of covid my chronic bronchitis is a pain in my ass uh it makes it really hard for me to do anything um but also uh obviously with covid it makes me terrified to catch covid because i don't know what would happen to me yeah i think you'll be okay um (laughs) my third one eggplant parmesan (gasps) oh it's oh gross it's so love eggplant parmesan eggplant is like so slimy that's because it's not been prepared properly for you. It's gross. I hate eggplant. And so eggplant. the times I've had it is in a Parmesan. And I'm like, oh, I'll get the eggplant Parmesan because I like chicken Parmesan. Wrong. It's awful. <laughs> All right. Thanks for playing the pee pee poof boy. <laughs> the pee pee. The pee <laughs> boy. <laughs> that was great. Thanks, Al. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Very reflective. Anything for you, Val. (laughs) Well, Val, thanks for watching this movie with me. Mm -hmm. Thank you for watching it with me. 
I actually and we quick... watched it so everyone else didn't have to. <laughs> I have a quick mini game question. <gasps> this has never happened. This is never. This is unprecedented. I don't. Know I would happened. love to know if you were to spend one day at a a different age than you are now. What age would you pick? Like younger, like an age you've already been. Senior year of high school. Wow. Okay. Because I always say I peaked in high school and all my high school friends let me know that that's not true. <laughs> I loved I loved high school, so I'd go back to high school. Okay. What about you, Val? I think I would probably, probably go back to the year that I traveled after college. Mm, that's fun. Yeah. And I would try to be even better about like remembering everything, recording everything, doing as much as I possibly mm. could, you know, just making even more of the most of it than I did yeah. the first time. Nice. Yes. Yeah. We're so reflective. (laughs) I was just curious. Yeah. I love it. Anyway. Anyway. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We've now aged beyond our years. We're now in the year 2068. (laughs) That was actually really good. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, Folks. Thanks so much. Uh, Please, you know, tell a friend, give us five stars, uh, leave a review. You know, we appreciate any word of mouth we can get from our pals. Um, Also, next episode, we will be watching Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. Calabar with a K. Special guest. We do. Which you'll have to wait to see who it is. Yep. Yes, you But will. it is a very special guest near and dear to our hearts. Mm-hmm. But you'll just have to wait to see. You'll, you'll mm-hmm. have to wait to listen. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, Val. <laughs> I always make you laugh right before we do this. Stop laughing. Because I don't know. You're you just sort of like mid something. And then I know that's why it's funny. (laughs) Stop. Bye Val. Bye, Al. This podcast was produced by me. And me. And it was edited by me. The music was composed by Michael McNally. You can find us online at thetridentnetwork.com slash dcommentaries hyphen pod. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at dcommentaries. Dcommentaries is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Disney Channel Original Movies. Damn it, Allie.